G'day everyone, Bigazzy Pepe here and welcome back to episode 21 of the podcast. Today we're talking about an idea that I've had for what I'm calling a survival stick. Probably isn't the most original name or very interesting, but the idea is that in Australia it is a little bit more difficult than some other places to have something that you're allowed to defend yourself with. In fact, looking at the laws in Victoria, which is the state within Australia that I live, the law says that you can't carry, possess, or use a weapon to hurt or to defend yourself. If the police believe that you are illegally carrying a weapon, they can search you and your car without a warrant. If they find the weapon, they can take it from you. Additionally, it is technically legal to own a gun within Australia. However, it is much harder to get a license and even harder to get a permit to uh, conceal carry uh, unless it is for purposes of employment. Outside of firearms, they have a list of other weapons. So you are not allowed to carry knives, including kitchen knives, Swiss army knives, which I thought was interesting, box cutters, battens, cattle prods, or bayonets without a lawful excuse. So there's one bit of important information there, lawful excuse. A lawful excuse could include having the weapon for work, sport, recreation, or as a weapons collection, display, or exhibition. Lawful excuse does not include self-defense. You can only possess or carry some weapons if you do so safely. You can, so even if you have a lawful excuse or reason for having the weapon, you must do it in a safe manner as well. You also can't carry weapons like thick knives, daggers, butterfly knives, knuckle knives, knuckle knives, that sounds bad, swords, nunchuckers, nunchucks, knuckle dusters, shanghais, blowguns, imitation firearms, capskin spray, which you might find interesting, slingshots, weighted or studded gloves, throwing stars, or catapults without a special exemption or permission from police. Yes, no carrying around your catapults, please. Separate to that, we also have a listing here for dangerous articles, which means that you can't carry or possess an object that has been adapted for use as a weapon, unless you have a lawful excuse. It is also an offence to carry an article with the intention of using it as a weapon. Dangerous articles can include an axe, a cricket bat, a hammer, anything else like that. In the case of dangerous articles, lawful excuse can include having the weapon for work, for sport, for weapons collection, display or exhibition, but not for self-defense. Additionally, within Victoria and most of Australia, police also have the power to search for weapons. Police can search you, your bag or your car for weapons without a warrant if they reasonably suspect that you're carrying weapon illegally. Just being in an area where there is a lot of violent crimes can be enough reason for police to search you without a warrant. Police can also search you if you're in a place that has been declared by police to be specially designated area for weapons searches. Police usually tell people that public area has become a designated area by publishing it in the local newspaper. If you're in a designated area, police do not need a reason to suspect you are carrying weapons to search you. However, they must show you a search notice before they search you. If police have the power to search you without a warrant, and you resist, you may be charged with a criminal offence. So as you can see, in Australia, it is quite hard to defend yourself. And that is really the, the key word here is um, self-defence. If you are carrying an item legally, and you do not declare it to be for self-defence, then you're not really breaking any rules now, are you? So my example is my survival stick, as I mentioned. For me, my survival stick is actually a plastic garden stake from Bunnings. And I paid about $10 for it. It is, um, I'll put a link in the description of the podcast so you can check out the one that I got. 
but you definitely want to go in and actually have a feel of them to see what works good for you. You want something that's about your own head height, possibly a little bit shorter or taller. And I've picked one that's quite thick, um, but I've got quite large hands. Uh, it is kind of square, this one, which would be normally be quite uncomfortable, but on my survival stick, I've actually wrapped it in several layers of twine and other materials. I've actually wondered for a while, but haven't tried it yet. I wonder if I could actually wrap something like a, a sturdy space blanket or some sort of really thin tarpaulin uh, around the staff and then bind it. I don't know if that'd be way too bulky, but if you could do that, then you would have most of what you need to set up a simple lean-to kind of shelter. You'd have rope and additional um, staff or, you know, stake, and you'd also have um, the twine, obviously, as well. Now, these ones have a, a spike on the end, and I found after I walked for a little bit, it became flat. So don't expect on that uh, spike for, for staying there. And actually, you're probably better off legally not having a point on the end, because they can say, well, that's a spear, not a walking stick. Uh, the other really important thing legally that we should have mentioned just before is that the number one rule, and I don't think it really matters what country you're in, is when the, if the police were to stop you and question you about anything, is to shut your mouth. A very important rule that basically just says that uh, anything you can and say will be used against you is a very interesting wording because it will be used against you, not it could be used to defend you. It just will be used against you. And you don't want to get into any conversations with the police, basically. If they want to arrest you, then they can do that. But you don't have to necessarily say anything. We're going to do um, an additional podcast coming up soon about your legal rights within Australia and go through some scenarios of what you should do if you've been arrested. Now, I've never actually been arrested, aren't I a good boy? But I can certainly do some more research, and you should do your own research as well. Different states have different laws and rules, and it's good to know where you stand and what you are legally allowed to do and say. Now, another idea that I've had for the survival stick, and this is also one that I've seen online, is instead of using a pole that's just been wrapped with things, is also from Bunning, my favorite hardware store, is you can get PVC pipe in many different lengths and diameters. If you've got one that was skinny enough, there are many connectors that you can also get. The survival sticks that I've seen people make online often use this method, where you can also get connectors, and you can do some other clever things like capping ends. And I'm going to be making some of these soon as well. I'm going to have a, a collection of survival staffs. Once again, this is the kind of one where it helps to go into Bunnings and actually have a feel and have a look at them. Look at the connectors, maybe even speak to someone from plumbing. I don't know if they're going to give you some funny looks if you start explaining what you want to do with it, uh, but you never know. You might make a new friend doing that. I do believe, though, that if you're making one out of PVC, there are certain things you want to do to the outside to make it sort of resistant to the weather as well. And I don't know, the way that I um, am quite you know, hard and wearing on things that... Uh, whether or not when I'm walking with this, it's going to make a, a funny noise like a... I'll look it up. It's called a boom whacker. Uh, but basically, it's PVC pipe, and you whack it with a, a thong or other bit of um, rubber material. So I don't know if it'll make a bit of a funny noise when you walk. Perhaps some sort of special attachment will be needed for the end. But anything you need to do any of these projects, you better find from Bunnings. I've also found uh, paracord at Bunnings, but it's only like one single spot on the shelf. So uh, it's always usually sold out, funnily enough. Paracord is a little bit more difficult to, to find in well, my area at least. I've not seen it in many places, but paracord, I think, is definitely something you're going to want on your survival stick. I plan in the video for this podcast to be showing off my existing sort of version one uh, survival stick, 
and the one that I use for only for walking my dogs. I use it to, if someone was to ask me what is that for, I would say it just gives me um, an easier way to, to walk my dogs than to be stable when I'm walking. That is all. That is all that it is for. The rope on the handle is for grip, and that is it. Um, I'm going to be also starting to look at getting some pieces together to maybe make my own survival stuff out of the PVC as well. I think we could do a little video series on that and get your guys' suggestion on what we could put inside it. Because the PVC is hollow, you can fill it with all sorts of things. But once again, if you were to put, say, for example, a folding knife in there, then the police were to stop you and want to search that, and they had reasonable reason to believe that you had a weapon on you, and they could search, and they found that, then you could be in a spot of bother. So... We're going to look at what can you legally carry, and you could carry a lot in one of those things. So uh, something like that would be really, really handy. Well, that's all for today, guys. Another episode that would help to have you know visuals behind it, but this is an audio podcast. So until next time, and as always, if you can't be a grey man, be a big man. See you.